we stop working. Well, hello and welcome to Crack and Crime. I'm your host, Jamie Tilson, and I'm here every like every time with Seth Tilson. Oh, so now you just announced me. <laughs> I don't get to say that. Oh, I don't get do you want to say your name? Not anymore. All right, who am I here with? <laughs> Anyway, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of stole that right from him. That was kind of mm-hmm. good. Uh, man, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we've done an episode. Uh, so it's good to be back in the studio. That's what this is. This is a studio. Yeah, uh, it's, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be back in the studio and putting out some content for our viewers, our listeners. Um, check us out, YouTube. Um, we're there also. Um, anyway, we definitely appreciate it. We got a fun one today. Um, got Man, we've been so busy with so many guests lately. We've been doing so much fun stuff. Um, we had Larson in here with us a couple of times. Larson kind of started off a little trend with us there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then we were just so busy doing so much stuff. And now we, we got busy doing other things. So, uh, But, man, we were with Motorcop Chronicles. Um, he was with us, we were with him, um, and then we had... What's the other guy's name? <clears throat> the younger guy. Yeah. I know, it's been, it's been a ton of fun. It's been we've a done, long time. It has. We've, we've done so much stuff, so go check out all of our stuff that we've been doing here lately. I just did, um, it was Kai, was one, yeah, we were just with Kai, Love and Murder. Yeah, she was fantastic. What <laughs> were they laughing? <laughs> we were a lot of people. We cannot remember their names. No, we'll remember their names because we did. It was just our last episode with. Uh, he was. Uh, it was the clum bake, clam bake report. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, or the clam, was, bake yeah, the clam bake incident. Clam bake incident. Yeah, they were. They. He was a lot of fun. That episode was a lot of yeah, fun. I that was the that. murder of uh, uh, Natalie Wood. Yeah, that yep. was a that was a fun episode to do. Um, terrible incident happened to her, but a fun episode to do. Um, he made it a lot of fun. Go check all those people out that we've been doing this with. Um, I just got done doing an episode with um, Crime Over Wine. Not a big wine guy myself, but it was a lot of fun. I tried some wine. I actually really enjoyed the wine. Um, so actually, I just had Seth try the wine because um, I still had a little bit left. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty picky when it comes to wine because I, I, don't, I just, I'm a beer guy. But I, I, I could drink that, definitely. Yeah, and that's why I told him on that episode um, that I'm more of a, like, if I am going to drink alcohol, I'm more of a scotch guy myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, scotch and a good cigar is fantastic. Um, and so, like, well, this summer we were out in Indiana and had a, a really high-quality Johnny Walker. It was uh, scotch, and man... That with a good cigar was just fantastic. That was really good. So, But to try this wine, it was very good. Um, so when that episode comes out here in a few weeks, make sure you check that out. We'll keep you guys posted um, on our, all of our social media stuff. Um, and so, But that was a lot of fun to do that episode. And then, like I say, go check everybody out that we've been you know, doing all of this stuff with lately. It's been a lot of fun. Make sure you're checking out all their podcasts. They, they do a lot of work with us. We've done a lot of work with them now. Otherwise, go check us out on all of our social media, um, all of our pla- all the platforms. Every one of the the X, the Facebook, um, we're probably most active on Facebook, to be honest with you. And then Instagram, all of it, everything at Crack and Crime. We're on YouTube at Crack and Crime. And if you like what you're hearing, if you like what we do, go check us out on Patreon. Um, we really gotta 
you know, get a little bit more stuff. Uh, one of the things was maybe some padding or something on the walls to quiet some things down, make the sound just a little bit better. I think the sound's great. We keep getting a little bit new stuff. But if you want to help us out, do all that stuff, go check us out on Patreon, at Kraken Crime. We've got a couple of different pay options on we there. Should a, we should do a get us, <clears throat> get us 10 followers, get three months free on Patreon type deal. Yeah, we can do something like that. We'll think about it. Yeah, we'll think about something. Still need to get that Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, we're jumping right in that. Well, let's just, let's finish our Patreons real fast. We got we got Grandma 1, Grandma 2. Thank both of you so much for doing that for us. Um, that's a lot of fun. Um, Mr. Garcia, Sexy Mexi in Texas, another one of our guests. Um, we need to have him on again soon. Um, thank you so much, sir. That's fantastic. And then... Um, what is the other one? Uh, Phelps Harvest. Check them out on Facebook. And um, I think they're only on Facebook. But that's Phelps Harvest. They're one of our Patreons. So go give them a check out and, uh, you know, let them know what they're doing on that. So um, otherwise, yeah, going back into all of our giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a couple going on. So Garcia, dude. I'm not joking. That jerky is going to be in the mail. Oh, all right. About that. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, we're and, and Mr. Matson. Yeah. I've got this. I've got this Taco Bell <laughs> gift card for you. Okay. Don't you even fret. I, we, I ate Taco Bell too much. So what we started doing, um, so, so what I've been so busy with for the last month, couple months actually, but the last month was really extremely busy because three nights a week we were doing football. Um, you guys know him, Jacob. He, uh, he's been out for football. I posted some stuff on our social media about him being out for football as well. And so he was rocking it, And but he was three nights a week. So it was Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays we were out busy with football, chasing him around all over the place. And if he was getting tackles, because he's a, he's a big old dude, yeah. And mm-hmm. so – he's he's strong and he's he's doing pretty decent so if he would get tackles in the games and stuff we would do taco bell tuesdays for tackles on mondays that was what we were calling it it was a lot of fun so i i got him a lot of taco bell over the football season it was fun so uh but i i really like that that's one of my i almost started that as a hashtag yeah taco bell tuesdays for tackles on mondays it's fantastic (laughs) so all right did you have something else that we were? Oh yeah, we're giving away Amigos still. Um, so that one is Matt's new. Deal. I that's yeah, that's Larson's deal. Everybody knows Larson. He's been I on. I bet with nobody us a couple signs times. up for it. Why would they? <clears throat> I mean, it's not it's not Taco Bell. But it's not. I know. But and he's wrong about Matt's so many just things. Not me, right? Know? And he's wrong. Matt's wrong about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I try to give the guy a benefit of the doubt, but he's, he's wrong. Right. So we, we've got an argument going right now. I'm not even going to talk about he it was right now. Dad as a kid. He was. Yeah. You know, he I might know. get hit again. He and we, about we've Taco we've Bell. we've had a pretty serious argument going on now for. I mean, it's been a few weeks, and that's going to come to a head. But we're going to make that come to a head on an episode. Um, hopefully, here in the next few weeks, where we get him in here with us, so we can have this argument. And I will be with... the mediator on that one. <laughs> I don't care about either of the people they're both arguing for. Right. <laughs> right. But like again, we're not talking about that one tonight. So. All right, without further ado, let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. So, um, since it's been so long, and there's been a couple of really, really good UFC fights lately, we're going to do crime in the UFC. Because, well, we, we've been talking about doing one of these episodes for a while, and we really like talking about the UFC. So, we've decided that we're going to 
basically just go all in on an episode and we're going to do some UFC stuff. So we're going to start out with the very beginning um, when it started. Mr. Seth, do you know when the UFC started? Oh, 90? 93. 93? Yeah, you're going to have to get a little bit closer to that microphone if you want people to hear you. I thought it was like 91 is when the first one came out, the first UFC. When it was fist and you had to fight several times one night. Just did a big tournament. Hoist Gracie won like the first three of them. So basically it was 93. Um, so let's just jump in. Let me Let me get right on the right screen. So they say that the founders of it is Art Davey and Bob Mayerowitz. Yeah, I can't say a bunch Merowitz? of these names. Yeah, Merowitz, Mayerowitz. Um, but it was founded by a businessman and then a Brazilian martial artist, Rory and Gracie. So Gracie. Yep. Rory and Gracie. I don't know if it's Hoist's father or what relation he is to him, but I'm almost positive he's related. To Oh, he's probably. So the the so basically what what I remember watching a documentary on it back in like the two thousands was because I actually I remember watching some of the original yeah. UFC yeah, fights with old Tank Abbott and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but it was Rory Rorian Gracie, if I remember Cam, correctly. Shamrock was in it. Right. Yeah, he was one of the original ones. Yeah, from I believe UFC one, he was in that one. But so what he what they wanted to do, what the original idea was, was they wanted to just put together the best fighter. Didn't matter weight class, no rules. It was no holds barred, right? And then they slowly were like, well, I mean, there's a couple of rules. Yeah. Like one of the first rules that got enacted was two guys that both had ponytails were getting into a fight um, or into the match, and. They were like, they agreed amongst themselves that they wouldn't pull each other's hair. So then those, eventually those little things started to become. But I mean, at first it didn't matter. It was. It was no yeah, holds bar fighting. everything goes. Right. And again, no weight class. So that was kind of the kicker because, but they what they were saying was boxing is predominant boxing, right? Everybody knows the style, the fighting style of boxing. There's really only... You know, uh, one way to do boxing. Yeah. I mean, there's a few different ways to do boxing, but I mean, it's it's a, it's a single fighting style. Mm-hmm. And then there's kickboxing. Well, then you just add kicking into it. And there's there's different little forms that you can have. And there's, and there's different. And there's just jujitsu. Right. Like and the, and the difference the is, is, then for the martial artist stuff, if you think about it, there was never a real fight for martial arts. Right, it was like little competitions, and there was things like that, but there wasn't like a place where a jujitsu artist could come in and beat up a boxer, right? So then they were there, and I, I, I'm I'm guilty of being a huge boxing fan. I loved the art of boxing when I was growing up. Watching the great boxers was amazing. Like I was, I remember all the Mike Tyson fights. You know what I mean? Like the Vander Holyfield when he got his ear bitten off we already did a mike tyson episode which was a lot of fun to do that episode we still challenge mike tyson to come on and talk with us um but it's it's it, I, I like watching all that stuff my favorite of all time is muhammad ali um but again the original thing what the idea was is everybody's loving all these guys and then a jujitsu fighter or another fighting styles over here, like oh, I could kick Mike Tyson's ass, but they wouldn't let him fight in the same. So, so the idea was to put all the people together. 
they 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 tried pitching a bunch of different ideas also. So there was ideas of it being in a stadium, but there was it was like on an island and there was a moat around it. Then there was an idea that they were on a little like cliff. So they had a bunch of different things, but octagon is what they settled on. So I thought that was kind of funny when I did when I was reading this, um, that they they didn't know how they were going to do it for the first one. So they had all these different ideas about like gladiators and you know and and they settled on an octagon type ring, and so so it starts and it's it's pretty popular. Like the first one, I, I believe, was crazy popular, but. And they, and they still gained, but they didn't have much traction behind it, right? Yeah. It was its own thing. Essentially, nobody probably knew in 93 at UFC 1, um, what, again, what they deemed the ultimate fighting championship, if people don't know what UFC stands for. Um, but nobody knew that they were going to be creating a whole new class of fighting, right? Yeah. But that's what it starts out as. And then that's Literally what it is, is huge now. Right. You know, like but, I remember growing up that people were taking classes. I took classes <clears throat> to do, to do jujitsu and Muay Thai and stuff like that. I used to go right. t- take classes with some of my friends. I had just a giant group of friends that, that would, that's what they grew up doing. Oh so yeah. So it's just kind of cool how much it affected our culture and everything. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, well, now. It, it's now, obviously it's, it, it's one of the biggest fighting styles out there i feel like boxing has kind of gone dramatically by the wayside mm-hmm. um because it is it's very one-sided i still really enjoy the but anybody that's a big time striker they're they're wanting to prove themselves in the ufc more than boxing now yeah. what what i will throw out there um but you know what i'll i'll wait and i'll get into that when we get to that section um and then i'll, I'll talk about my feelings on the way that it is now but so it starts out in the 90s as no holds barred, right? They slowly implement little things because too many complaints, too many people was, changing things. I think it was year by year a few rules would come. I think because the first yes. year it was like nothing, and then the second year it was like no eye gouging and right. something like that. Like there was a couple of them, and then you just kind of slowly got more. Right. And the next thing you know, there's, there's weight classes and, and everything. And honestly, it was awesome to watch in the beginning. But to me... When it really took off was when the weight classes came in and they did the Ultimate Fighter, you know, the TV right, series. Right, but you're so far ahead of where we're at right, right I'll now. I'll stop, I'll stop. You I know. Ahead. Yeah, because you're, you're jumping into, that's all in the 2000s. So there's controversy in the 90s because um, in 96, um, so let's see, UFC had an outside of the continental U.S. fight in Puerto Rico, which is still in the United States, it's a U.S. territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 97, they were in Japan, called Ultimate Japan. Um, that was the first really foreign event. That was Mirko Krokop against uh, that big Asian guy. Yeah, Man, I do, it doesn't even on. say. Mirko Krokop was one of the first ones. He was in the I could first probably, few UFCs. I could and he was like on. an actual Russian war killer. Like He was... Like a Navy, like whatever they have for Navy SEAL or whatever. No, no, not Russia. It was like Ukraine or something like that. Oh, okay. But he was like, he was in their military and he was like, like a Navy SEAL. Like he literally killed people. Like Joe Rogan says, like his favorite stare off of all time was Mirko Krokop and uh, and Vanderlei Silva. Vanderlei Silva was this ruthless guy who was just knocking everyone out in savage fashion. And then Mirko Krokop comes back from deployment. And goes in to fight, and they have like the stare off. 
he said it was just nuts watching like a real killer and a killer in the UFC. Then you see him like Vanderlei like realize who he's in the ring with. Oh, and wow. it was just really intense. <clears throat> it gave him chills. Yeah, that's crazy. Sorry, I'm a big UFC nerd. <clears throat> no, and that's absolutely yeah. No, that's awesome. That's what, that's what we're here for, man. That's what we want to hear. So no, I think that it's. So as we get into 96, we start getting senators. Like Senator John McClain saw a tape of the US, the first UFC event. He found it abhorrent. Um, he led a campaign to ban the UFC, calling it human cockfighting. He even sent love, um, letters to governors um, of all 50, 50 states asking them to ban it. I but, remember now in third grade, them handing out pictures of the politicians, and they had... Two Republican candidates, McCain and Bush. And I know, I know why I circled Bush. I had no idea then, but now I know why. My heart was telling me. You're not going to like this McCain. Right. Well, he, he got people on his on his side, man. They, there was 36 states enacted laws that banned no-holds-barred fighting, including New York, which finally ended the... Um, they enacted the ban on the eve of the UFC 12 fight. Oh, yeah. Really? So the night before the fight, they enact saying no, we're not going to allow it. So then they've got to move it to um, Dothan, Alabama. Hmm. Yeah, they I continued. They were always Vegas. <clears throat> they they continued to air it on Direct TV pay per view, though its audience remained <laughs> minuscule compared to the original fights that were much larger scale on cable pay per view. Remember Spike TV? It used to be on there. I do. Yeah, yeah, I remember when they were. But again, that's all Dana. So all of that stuff was 2000s, man. It was like they they were just not getting traction. So they did it first because people tuned in. Like the same people that were watching Mike Tyson fight and all of that stuff, they were tuning in to they No Holds Barred. Mike I mean, Tyson was either in jail then or retiring, kind of slowing down. And he had yeah, no, he would have been, he would have been in jail. Because, yeah, um, yeah well, we did that episode. something to fill the void. All the big names are gone, pretty much. I mean, right. you got two big names, maybe, and they're only fighting once or twice right. a year. Right, and then he comes back out. But then, yeah, but, I mean, by this time, the era was starting, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, basically, they, they kept trying to work at things. They kept trying to work at things. Um, they ended up having to – so – it says matchmaker Joe Silva created a manual of policies, procedure, codes of conduct, and rules to help get the UFC sanctioned by the athletic commissions. Um, a lot of those still exist today. Um, it Is says Blatnick, McCarthy, and Joe Silva. Um, but Blatnick and McCarthy traveled around the country educating regulators and changing perceptions about a sport that was thought to just be blood, bloodthirsty and inhumane. So by April, their movement had made an impact, and then California was set to become the first state to sign off on a set of codified rules that governed MMA. Um, And then New Jersey adopted it, and then it it continued. But it still wasn't making a splash. I mean, they were still going, but they weren't making a splash. Um, So it says they got its... Um, what does it say here? Mixed martial artists, um, promotions working towards U.S. sanctioning. Um, they secured its first U.S. sanctioned mixed martial arts event um, in New Jersey in September of 2000. Um, just two, month, two months later, it held its first sanctioned event 
UFC 28. Um, under the New Jersey State Athletic Control Board's unified rules. So 2000 is when the rules come take effect. I know from from 28, in between 28 and like 90, it, it just blew up huge. Because UFC 100 was freaking awesome. You had Brock Lesnar. Right, but your UFC 100 I'm was getting ahead five so, years. Yeah, yeah, a long ways away. Because so much stuff happens. So, so right now, it's still the original owners of the UFC in mm-hmm. 2000. But then in 01, they're on the still verge. still a tournament right now, right? It, it is still just a tournament, yeah. And it's it's basically seeming like it's, I mean, it's maybe happening a few times a year. They're probably trying to put on more because, I mean, they're on the, they're on the brink of, it, basically after the long battle of trying to secure their sanctioning, SEG, which is the owner at the time, stood on the brink of bankruptcy. So so this is when Dana White sees his opportunity. Um, I can go, let me go look a little bit more at Dana White. and Because he was in boxing. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so where did it see? Let me look. Because he was in... He was a manager. He was a boxing manager. And who was he the manager of? Because I was just just reading that earlier today. So he was working as a manager for Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell. So he was just a, he was just their manager. Um, and then he met Bob Marowitz, the owner of SEG, the then parent company to UFC. When he learned that they were looking to sell, he started putting together a team. He started reaching out like, hey, I need to put... Like, get himself in there. So he contacts childhood friends Lorenzo Fertitta. Um, and then who was the other one? Um, so now i got to jump back to Lorenzo. Lorenzo and Frank. Um, they end up... So Lorenzo for um, Fertitta and then Frank Fertitta. They end up... Now, it doesn't say that they bring Dana in, but they partner with Dana. They bought the UFC in 01 for $2 million. Yeah, I thought it was something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I, I mean, I would say in 01, $2 million is a lot of money, but it's not even... I mean, you wouldn't yeah. buy... I don't even think that you could buy ads for in the UFC for that now. So it's really kind of crazy. But So Dana White truly is the person that makes that puts UFC on the map. Okay? So, I mean, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just so he he works together as but I don't I don't know if he was ever an owner or he's a co-owner it doesn't say that in what I've read um, but they he he teamed up with those two guys and then they bought it um, and then what did I say that the name was um, Zufa Zufa LLC mm-hmm. was the parent company now so so at that time so that was an old one yeah, I used to see Zufa. On Spike TV at the end of uh, Ultimate Fighter, it would say all the little credit deals, and it would say Zufa. It would say on the video game, too. The first UFC game would say Zufa at the end of it. Right. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right, so here's my problem. So now we can jump into it, because now you get into the era of where it became what it is today. I mean, Dana White did it. There, yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Nobody else could have done it. Nobody else, I mean, could have done it any better than he did. Right. He, he took a thing that was brand new. And nobody knew what to think of it. And they were, you know, it was a crazy thing. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's just a tournament. Yeah. And then they were trying to get pay-per-view viewers 
you know, and then, and then it turned into a more of a business and then they were trying to make it something, but they, they just, they fell short. So when Dana White and the Zufa guys, when they buy the UFC for the $2 million, all they were getting was a bankrupt company and they, they got the name because they knew the name already had some traction. Yeah. And then they got the octagon, but the octagon was like a janky wood octagon. But it was trademarked. But it was trademarked. As an, as an octagon. And then they yeah. did get a handful of fighters um, that were that were contracted. But basically, they bought the name and they bought the octagon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now my rant. Okay, because my rant is like you look at all of the boxers that ever boxed that were the greats, right? They had people who were promoters, okay? And the promoters were the ones that, for some reason, took a mass, a vast majority of the money. And that was always... So, like, when you've got... When you think of Mike Tyson, he had a trainer, and he was the dominate... I mean, he was the dominant Mike Tyson that everybody knew. When he then links up with Bob King, or not Bob King... um, King, what 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 am I thinking? Right. Don King. Basically, Dana White just made so, it to so, where his company itself were all of those promoters. Right. For so each he, individual fighter, they made the money off of each individual. So fighter. so he ends up. So so Mike Tyson ends up linking up with Don King. Don King then promoted the fight. Now all he did was come up with good ideas. Um, and then he, obviously, he promoted the fight. So he said the things, he set the things up. He's like the manager of the fighter. But he made a massive amount of money to promote the fight. Mm-hmm. And so now what, what, what I feel happened, yes, Dana White is now the president of UFC. He's the face of the UFC, right? But he's the, he's the promoter. So now, instead of there being a promoter for this boxer and you can't stand him, like I never liked Don King. I, I thought that he basically just stole from the fighters. He did nothing other than, you know, was controversial. And he stole money from these fighters. And I didn't care for it. I'm not saying that about Dana White. Dana White has made a brand huge. But we're boxing. Anybody could box. Anybody can do it. You don't need anything else. Now, your promoters or... Being a self-promoter like what Muhammad Ali was, like they're, those are good things. But anyways, you don't need anybody to be on your corner to get you to those – because it's not a – it's I mean it's a business, but it's not a business. You know what I'm saying? So there's just a regulating authority where the UFC – if you, you fight in the UFC and it's 100% it's a private-owned company. So you're doing all of this for a company. It's a business just to make money and they – Tell you, they determine how much money you're going to get paid for a fight. All of this stuff, instead of there being, anyways, I don't care for it because he's just the he's the promoter now. He he promoted the living crap out of a business, grew a business to be massive and huge, and then the UFC reaps all of the rewards, and Dana White has, reaps a ton of the rewards, and a few of the fighters. When that you know that they're going to bring in a ton, they'll make a ton, but they don't make as much as they would if they were in boxing or something else. But yeah, but they're also not going to get. You're not going to get three the boxing matches a year, or you're not, you know, all right? And you're stuff. not getting the exposure. <clears throat> and now and, you got social media, so you you already ha- the UFC gives you the platform. Like Sean O'Malley makes so much money just on the side because you he people know him from UFC, 
But right. now he's on. He's doing video games and doing Twitch and all that. And he's making so much money on the side. Right. You know, like yeah, if he takes the loss, he gets knocked out. He's gonna just gonna drop his stuff in the UFC, but he's still got all of his followers. And he's right. got so many other avenues. No, it's because smart. he's. Yeah, it's he's putting him on a spot and, where he's now. You know, yeah, like I'm, he's popular. I'm on both sides of that. Like I do think they should pay them more. But at the same time, if you if you look well, at the pay per view buys, like they don't get as much as a big boxing match because the UFC is huge in America. It's not as huge everywhere else unless someone else's fighter, like you know, in Italy or whatever. If one of their fighters is fighting, then yeah, then it's going to be big there. But most time it's not. Right. I think them going around different countries and hosting events, which sucks for us because then it's like two o'clock. Pay per view, but I know. It, yeah, that one. But it's huge for them because they're you know they get to watch their fight. But we did find out on that one that you know we can we can rent the fight and then we can watch it later. So that was yep. freaking awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now yeah, because then I got to go to my Husker game and then come back and watch mm-hmm. it. But and I'm not and I'm not knocking it. I mean, I think it's absolutely incredible what Dana White's been able to do. I think that you know, like so so for him to take something that's on the verge of bankruptcy and then turn it into to what it is today is just unheard of. Mm-hmm. And he's put himself in all these great positions to just continue being the president of the company that he built. And I mean, I think that his legacy is there forever. And I don't think that he's, and I, and I'm not comparing him to um, like Don King. Cause I, I wasn't a huge fan of Don King. Cause I thought that he was just a crook and he was just stealing mm-hmm. from um, those guys. But that's, that's just, again, just from what I saw, I haven't done a crap ton of research, but I don't think that about Dana White. So I, I like Dana White just fine, and and it is. I mean, it's he's the face of the company, and at the end of the day, it is. It, if you have a card that you don't have a you know Conor McGregor fighting on, and you're not paying the fighters that kind of money, then I guess it is what it is. But yeah, it's you know, on pay per views. Like, can right. you get the fans? Can you be exciting in there? Can right. you be a Mike Tyson? Can you bring bring the pay per view buys? If you can, we'll pay you. Right. Well, I don't even think that you bring in. Unfortunately, I don't even think you bring in the the type of money with some of the people is what you're going to with some of the others. So yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I'm not going to tune into a card that doesn't have a... I mean, I still will because it's... I, I mean, we just host... Um, you know, we we like to host the uh, pay per view fights, and then we just so we just all get together. We pitch in a couple bucks, and then we we sit together, and it's a it's a reason for gotta, for a hangout. You gotta have a couple names that we that we're fans of, though. I mean, there's there's, uh, fa- not, there's people we're fans of in every single weight class, though. So not it's always. Hard to miss us, right? You know, right? And and I'm not saying always because you could have a no name card fight, and if it's if it's been like a few weeks or a month and none of us have really got to hang out and it's just a good reason yeah, for we'll check it out then we'll then we'll we'll get together and do it but now and there's we'll a difference some right and and but then it's also different because then you know i've i've watched some of those no-name cards that turn out where they're just fighting like and crazy awesome, yeah and then and then you've watched i've watched some of the big cards that it's i'm boring, like you know so excited about yeah and they disappoint you <laughs> yeah i know you know, like freaking, so, uh, what's his name? Israel. How is on you? That last fight. God, he just mm-hmm. didn't look like he was himself at all, did no, he? No, he didn't. Good for Sean Strickland, though. Right. Window, but good for him. He, he won. Right. He had a good game plan. <clears throat> he did. And it's fun. You know, like, I wouldn't have missed a fight back in the day with Ronda Rousey. She, yeah. was, she was so much fun to watch. And then Amanda Nunes after that. 
Like I'd still if they if they were doing a Nunez fight, man, I'm there. I'm watching that mm-hmm. stuff. That was a lot of fun. She's in now, Conor McGregor, I'm there watching that too. I mean, we watched the Chuck, last Chuck Liddell fight. That poor guy, uh, he should yeah. not have came His out chin and done just that. Just went out. It did, and and he was, was it so. Evans or was it Rampage? One of them two. When they knocked him out, he just it was glass jaw every, every every time after that. Right, right. Yeah. But he had been out for a while, and then he he pops in to fight somebody. Oh, um, it was Tito Ortiz, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he came out and fought Tito Ortiz. Tito, number three. And, man, if you would have given us that fight five to ten years prior, that would have oh, been amazing. Huge. But it, it was two older guys. that, But we had nothing going Dude, on there. Dude, Tito anyway. Ortiz, I gave him props. That was uh, Oscar De La Hoya's promotion. That Oh, that's right. That mm-hmm. was. So that wasn't even a UFC deal, nope, was it? Nope. Okay, yeah. That's I right. just happened to see it on They're just Facebook former UFC guys. We looked it up, yeah. Yeah. Dana White was talking trash on Oscar. He's like, you're going to put two 40, 50-year-old guys in there that shouldn't even be in there, and that's mm-hmm. all you got, you know? Yeah, but T. Ortiz surprised the living crap out of me. I thought that was really, you know, like, I, it, and I know this is off, but it's it's still fighting, but the Mike Tyson um, versus um, yeah, I missed that one. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. So I was, again, that's my era, man. So I, I really, really was excited about that fight. But Roy Jones Jr. was never... A heavy heavyweight. He was a middle mm-hmm. heavyweight. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and he was a champ, and I think he was even light heavyweight that's champ. That's my time growing up was Roy Jones Jr. Right. Oh, we Roy Jones Jr. was so much fun to night, watch. That boxing match where you had to like climb your way up the ranks, and then you'd eventually get up to the top. Do you remember that? It was on PlayStation Two, I think. Yeah. That was that was a fun game. That was Roy Jones boxing match or whatever. Right. And he was like the face of it, so I was always a, a fan of his when I was growing up. Yeah. But. That was it. I like I knew Roy Jones and I knew the older guys. Other than that, it was UFC. It was Stefan Bonner and Forrest Whitaker. That mm-hmm. fight, the Ultimate Fighter One Championship fight, Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker and Stefan Bonner, is what put is what really boosted the UFC. Because like those two going into it, it was three rounds or five rounds. Or something. I think it was three rounds. That was back when they were just doing three rounds. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, he, I watched a documentary and Dana White was talking about that. He said we were doing that fight. He said, and I'm just getting calls like, dude, people are telling people and numbers are just climbing and climbing and climbing. It ended up being like one of the most, it was at the time the most watched fight they'd ever have. And it was just two guys, two rookie guys that just came in and went to, and went to war. And that's what kind of, he said, that's what really like stepped us up into like prime time where we could be on TV and and all that stuff more. He said that and Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell. Oh yeah. We're like the two, the two main things that put us on the map. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That was a dog fight. You see, you ever watch that fight? I don't remember if I have or not. That is, the, is Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin, maybe? I kind of feel like you showed it to me. And it was just them two beating the crap out of each other. And neither one of them getting knocked out. You have no idea how they're not getting knocked out. Just winded and tired as hell. And they both kept doing it. It was the first time ever. And like, it was the first time in a long, I don't even know if it's happened since then. But the Ultimate Fighter, the winner of the Ultimate Fighter gets a contract automatically the people called Dana from the up top people, the owners called him and said, give them both the contract. And he gave them both the contract right there. Oh, wow. It's like, that was such a good fight. I think they gave it to Forrest is who won it. Huh. But they gave Stefan Bonner a contract too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen every Just day. A, it, it was a great fight. Oh, that's awesome. You can still watch it on ESPN plus. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's great. All right. So basically, UFC obviously takes off. Then we start doing um, like UFC championship fighting. Um, he was what you were talk, starting to talk about it. They did the reality TV show stuff. 
Um, they gained some absolutely crazy people. Um, yeah, a lot of people. Chris Lieben. Right. Yeah, they, they, they gained Josh so... Koscheck, all kinds of people from the first couple seasons. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. ton of people came out. Um, Back then, they were trying to, that's when, that's right after they first established weight classes. So, you know, they would do this Ultimate Fighter thing and give the winner a contract. Well, they still need fighters for all the other classes and stuff, and even for that one or whatever. So, next thing you know, you're seeing other people that were on it that shouldn't have got contracts still getting contracts. And they're just tough as can be, you know. Right. They're just giving them, you don't see that as much now. Right. There's so many people trying for it and going for it. If you don't get it in the season, you're probably not going to get another chance. Yeah, I can see that big time. Back then, it'd take four or five of you at some point down the road. So so basically then, like what you were talking about earlier with the uh, Spike TV stuff. So then in 05, Spike TV launches the Ultimate Fighter. Um, That's what we're talking about now. Um, And that was in the time slot following WWE Raw. So that's big, right? So, and that's exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, the notable season finale brawl featuring the lightweight heavyweights. Yeah, Forrest Griffin and uh, Stephen Bonner. Bonner. Stephon Bonner. Yeah, there you go. That's hilarious. Um, so, then they also picked up UFC Unleashed. And basically, it was a lot of those things. Obviously, that's what gained you. You were still, you know, pretty much a kid back Me, in those days. two of my uncles, all my cousins, my dad. Right. We all watched that together. Right. And I, and I wasn't, like... I wasn't, I think I remember watching like some of the um, Ultimate Fighter stuff, but, but not much. I mean, it just wasn't never really my, big, that's my where, thing. Uh, that's where Nick Diaz came from. Because, yeah. Uh, yep. not, and I didn't know Nick, him until he Nick. got big. Nick was already in it. He right. got and Nate put on the Ultimate season. I didn't even remember watching anything with Nick. Now, I remember watching like Randy Couture, yeah. um, Chuck Liddell. You know, I'm even seeing Frank some of Trey. these names. Like they're they're popping up to Ortiz, um, so many so many good people over the yeah. years, and I watched mostly, I, I I truly just watched mostly the pay per view stuff. Yeah. That's what I, I I didn't spend a ton of time watching the you know as they were like getting up to that level. It was more like the championships, and same with boxing. We would watch the big bouts. Um, and it's so I, I kind of like I, what I do now. I don't really watch the big, the up and coming. I don't watch a lot of the free UFC stuff myself, but I do tune in because I like to watch the championship I just, stuff. I just did that today. I had like 45 minutes of nothing to do at work, and I went back and watched this deal on Mike Tyson about before he was a big champion, about the, how he was just knocking everybody out. And he had this huge, like, 19 fight or 19 knockout streak, and it ended on this one guy, and then this. Gangster from New York called him out. So I can't remember his name. Something green. Some mm-hmm. actual, some real gangster from New York called him out and said he was going to kick his ass. And Mike Tyson just beat the crap out of him. The oh whole yeah, time. yeah, yeah. We we talked about that then, uh, during the Mike Tyson fights. Yeah, and then yeah. three years later, he seen him and tried to confront him. He was high on PCP. Yeah. Tried to confront Mike, and Mike broke his freaking eye socket and then he sold yep. he tried to sue him but they only gave him like 40,000 bucks yeah 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 <laughs> I, I talked about all of that in the Mike Tyson yeah. episode yeah um so basically it takes off and it keeps going like crazy then you end up getting Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar was um really big in the WWE at the time and then because of some um wrestling stuff that he did he ends up jumping into the MMA that brings over a lot of wrestling fans 
where is it right here? It says NCAA champion wrestler before that too. Yeah, it it said a bunch of that stuff, but oh, that's the return of of Lesnar. I think I passed over. He might be coming back for three. No, this was the return in two thousand and ten. Um, so he he defends his UFC heavyweight title against undefeated interim champion Shane Kerwin or yeah. Carwin. Um, 1.25 million pay-per-view viewers. Um, like I say, it just it got so big, and then it just continued. I remember then all of the sponsorships that came in, all of the everything that came in. It yeah, just it kept getting bigger, kept yeah. getting bigger. You could have sponsors on your trunks back then. Right. Fighters could make extra money. For 2012 that. is really when women's MMA starts getting bigger. Um, Ronda Rousey is what put that really on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of briefly talked about that. I actually still have her sports swimsuit, Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition with her in it. Um, like yeah, I had that too. Yeah, it, she's. I don't know. I I still I still do like Ronda Rousey. I haven't seen anything she's done in quite a while, but yeah, she was a lot of fun to watch back in the day. Man, she took that one beating, and then it was just it was done from then. Mm-hmm. If anybody Who hit her after that, that? so the dance, first one no. No, the, that was the second one, I believe. The first one was that uh, it was an Amanda. Um, I can see her blonde hair. Um, oh, you're talking about Holly Holm. Holly Holm, there you go. Yeah. That's yeah, Holly Holm. Yeah. Ever since Holly Holm beat her up, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no coming back from that because I. Yeah, she yeah. just lost it. Like she got too big and was in that swimsuit and everything. And well, so so what? What I what I felt happened was the same that happened to Conor McGregor. Yeah. Is they were the two biggest, most important UFC fighters of the time. They were the guy and girl. If if anybody, if if you had Ronda Rousey in the UFC, it was the biggest fights. Everybody tuned in for it. Same thing with Conor McGregor, and then she started being like. I remember watching her on like TV. You know, she's on talk shows and she's on this and she's on that, and then she's in a movie and she's just like nobody wanted to mess with her. She, I think that she. Got so she she quit training. I, I I my thing is I think she got so freaking busy. There was less gym time, less less drive for the fight. And then when she went in there, she just thought she's gonna whip everybody's butt because she just was what she was doing. And then she got in there on she that. She didn't have the hunger anymore. I mean, she did. You know when you're coming was up no, and you're she, broke, you're she's spending already, all your time in the gym and you're fighting and you're like, this is what I gotta do. I gotta make it. That's right. You know you, you now you made it. You don't have that right. push that drive anymore. And then she and then she gets there and then she gets into the ring and then she she got beat up and I mean yeah. beat up bad yeah. and it was it was not good and then she put her nose to the grindstone because you know I mean she just got you know pretty bad and then so she put her nose to the grindstone she came out and I'm pretty sure that the next one was against Nunez and Nunez hit her once and then it was mm-hmm. Ronda didn't know what to do Nunes after that on a different level yeah Nunes and then. Be the greatest woman fighter for a long time. I think I don't see anyone. Nobody yeah. was really close right. to that one girl beat her that one time. But it looked like Nunez just didn't even try, and then Nunez right. did try and came and just knocked her the crap her two times in a row. Right, she's like, oh okay, I'll, I'll get serious. Right, if you and want me to. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's been some really good. Like Rose was awesome there for a while, and she lost yeah. to that one gal, and then that mm-hmm. sucked. Um, but the same thing with McGregor. I felt like McGregor. He, it was after the Rousey demise, and then you know, like she he 
was still tough and he was still competing. And then he went and did the boxing match and then he made so much freaking money that it just, there was no hunger there anymore either. And then it grows and he still talks about coming back out. I think it's absolutely insane. The dude's got so much money. What's the point in tarnishing your reputation even more? I don't see it. He loves fighting. That's what he is. So he's gonna. I get He's it. gonna fight again. Dana just talked about that. He'll fight again this year. And Dana's and guess the what? same thing. He's like he just don't. He don't have the hunger anymore. Like why would you? You have right. all the stuff. All these businesses going on. Like you, you know, you're not gonna put your your time into it like these people you're fighting against are that don't have anything. Right. And I tell you right now, if it happens, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it too. I think Chandler might get him, unless McGregor can hit him with a good shot early, because he still has that left hand. Oh, yeah. So there's no, you know. I just, I don't know. It hasn't been very competitive for the last few times that he's been in there from on his side. No. He He's mostly defense now. And then, you know, so I'd like, I know everybody says against Cowboy, he, you know, but all he did was pin him against the fence and he started throwing his shoulder until, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, it, was, it wasn't impressive to watch. And, you know, but I'll still watch it again tomorrow. But when he went up against um, Poirier, Poirier and then he broke his, you know, I mean. He, he rocked Poirier both fights, though. He did. He did. Rocked him. Poirier said my And, and I want to watch both. that one again, man. I think that would, it, it just sucks that they're getting older and then it's going to be mm-hmm. not quite as good. Yeah. But anyway, so UFC grew into what it is today. Obviously, you have all of the names, everybody that we've got today. It's a lot of fun to watch. Okay, so now let's jump into a little bit of the crime, all right, because we haven't jumped into any crime. So one of the first things that I that I was looking at, and I don't know, do you know um, uh, the UFC fighter Song Yudong? Uh, I don't know. I have to see a picture. Okay, I don't have a picture of him right now. I mean, I could probably bring something up, but you can check. So I, I don't I don't know much about him, um, but he was robbed along with a friend at the Vallejo gas station. Um, it says in on Tennessee Street in the Bay Area. Mm. Yeah, so it says a world-class MMA fighter was the latest victim of Bay Area crime. The bantamweight, he's ranked seven right now in the world. Is he still Is he yeah. really? Yeah. Well, this was uh, published in August of 23. So this was 25. Yeah, so this was just a couple months ago. It says it happened around 2 a.m. at a Royal gas station on Tennessee Street. Um, it, it says they all had ski masks on, every single one of them. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's like 14 people all came out of the blue. I don't know what that even means. Um, you're going to rob a UFC fighter. You better play it safe. Well, it was at gunpoint, so I don't think that he started swinging on nobody. He lost a gold chain. Um, they took one of his rings, everything in his pockets, and once he got a hold of my car keys, he unlocked the car. Hmm. Welcome to That's America. when he realized the man already put the gun in front of my head. Hmm. Yeah. He said that, you know, it's a real gun. If he moves his finger, you're done. No chance in the world, champion. So I think that's what is, yeah. So necklace, wallet, his phone, because he might be tough, but he says he knows better than to fight someone with a gun. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's too bad, man. That's there, There's a lot of crime happening out in that area right now. Where, at, so, where was it? This is the Bay Area. So the Bay Area, from what um, everything that I've ever known, is San Francisco Bay. That's oh, what yeah. they call the Bay Area. So, I mean, it doesn't say, 
in San Francisco, but the Bay Area, that's what I know it to be. So that's what I believe. Um, it says North Bay. Area responds to a North Bay man. Um, this was Bay Area. So I'm going with that, um, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And then I got a couple more. Um, so I, Joe Son. So Joe Son was a wrestler, or was a wrestler, 5'4", 236, so must have been heavyweight, um, born in 70, so he's 52 years old. He's a former actor, mixed martial artist, kickboxer, professional wrestler. Um, yeah, that's UFC 3. Is it? It's from that long ago? Yep, 94. Okay, yeah. It says... Uh, yeah, Pride Fighting Championships in 02. Famously wore a leopard thong with the Pride logo and sported eye makeup. Um, wore a bowler hat at his entrance. Um, yeah, he faced Joe Moriera. After a brief exchange of strikes, Moriera landed a hit, which drew blood, and then Sun refused to quit fighting. Um, then he, he was, was a professional wrestler in Japan for a short time. He was in Austin Powers. He was in Austin Powers, yep. Yeah, he was the guy that would... It says that he's best known for his role in the 1997 Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Um, Guessing he was the guy that would take the shoe off or whatever and fling it at you. Yeah. It probably was because it says as random task. A parody of James Bond character Odd Job. Yeah. So I think he Remember was. Remember that when he hit Austin? He's like, he <laughs> he was, throws a Yeah, shoe? dude, that dude was built. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, very man. tall, but I he was really he was built. A UFC fighter. <laughs> yeah, so he was a yeah he was a UFC fighter, but it was the original. Yeah, so he was in. He was. So I guess let's classify it right now as either as either pre Dana or post Dana. All right, so he was pre Dana. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pre Dana. So this dude, since his retiring, his retirement, because he retired. From all of this stuff um, in 02. So I think after he refused to keep going in that one fight, he uh, he then just decided he was done. So I think that he tried other things. Um, but in 08, man, it's kind of like he's done nothing but bad stuff since then. So he gets arrested in 08 for kicking in the door of his roommate's car. Um Gee, many Christmas. Vi um, violation for failing to report to the Department of Probation. and So then he was getting probation violations. Um, he was required to provide a DNA sample. Um, oh, and then in as, a, as, as a plea, part of a plea agreement to that, he's forced to give a, a copy of his DNA sample. So when he gives his DNA, that was linked to a gang rape on Christmas Eve from 1990. Jeez. So he's already in custody for this probation violation. Now he's arrested in 08. Wow. For five counts of rape, two fel felony counts of forcible sodomy, two felony counts of sodomy in concert by force, seven felony counts of forcible oral um, cop copulation, one felony count of sexual penetration by foreign object by force, he faced a mat maximum sentence of 275 years. These women are dudes. I mean, I guess it doesn't make a it difference. It doesn't say. It doesn't say yet. Um, Sheesh. So, 
He's him a and an accomplice. Fighter, he could probably walk up to me right now and sodomize oh, me with something. Man. I don't think there's anything I could do about it. Wow. So him and an accomplice tortured and repeatedly raped the victim before releasing her with her parents um, or with her pants tied around her eyes. During the trial, she came on and she said that um, son had told her it's Christmas. This is your lucky day. Wow. wow. Um, no way. So the it before his trial began in August of eleven, the initial charges were dropped, having expired due to statute of limitations. Son was then charged. So so he doesn't even get what. So, all right, so then he's then charged with conspiracy to commit murder and torture, crimes which have no statute of limitations. Wow. So in August, in late August, he was found guilty of one felony count of torture. Dude, that is insane. He's had a really good lawyer. So during the trial, the Orange County District um, Attorney's Office maintained that both Son and his co-defendant, Santiago lopez Gaten, Gaitan, pistol-whipped their female victim, repeatedly threatened to kill her, and raped her before, raped her before finally releasing her. Gaten, who was 40, pleaded guilty to one felony count of each. So kidnappy, sodomy by force in concert, rape in concert, Forcible oral copulation and forcible rape with sentencing enhancement for committing rape while armed with a firearm. Wow. So he was sentenced in January of 11 to 17 years and four months in state prison. All he got was 17 years. Yeah. But that should be life. But Sohn didn't get any of that because they waited too long. And they didn't try him until August. And then statute of limitations hit him, so he doesn't get none of that. He gets sentenced to seven years to life. But that was for the murder and torture. Conspiracy to commit more murder and torture is what they went after him for. So then in October of 11, he's accused of killing his cellmate, Michael Thomas Graham who was serving two years for failure to register as a sex offender. Um, the killing happened in October of 11 on B Yard Reception Building 5 at Wasco State Prison. Oh, he beat him to death. The beating occurred at 5.25 p.m. Graham died 25 minutes later from multiple blunt force trauma. After the killing, he was moved to solitary confinement on September 13, 2013, two years later, he's charged with Graham's murder. At his trial in 2017, what is the taking so long? Holy Jeez. crap. He's found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and receives 27 years. So he's, he's going to die in there. Yeah, he's going to now. Yeah. Which, he might have had a chance to get out, which he didn't deserve. No, he didn't deserve a chance to get out. Wow, that's crazy. Man. He probably sodomized that guy, too. Jeez, I don't know, man. That is unreal. Jeez, what a fucking weirdo. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, man, what a crazy turn. This guy went from, you know, I mean, I mean, 
fighting and fighting and fighting, but then he went into movies for a little bit, then he went back to fighting, and then it's like it all just kind of um, fell apart. Yeah. But he was born in South Korea. Um, he was a citizen of the United States. Um, he's still currently incarcerated in California State Prison. So apparently he went by a name for a little while. Iron Ball? I don't know. Hmm. Um, Weird. His MMA record was four and four? No, oh and four. Fought four times, lost four times by knockout. Two by (laughs) knockout, two by submission, and he had zero wins. Hmm. Yeah. Must be his professional. I wonder what his amateur was. Yeah, I don't know. His amateur had to have been a little bit better than that. Yeah, to be able to get pro. Well, then again, back then, they probably were taking whatever they can get. Right. So, well, yeah, because we're talking early stuff. But, yeah, and then again, you know, this was – the record probably didn't mean near as much because there wasn't really going to be a champion. You had to get through the whole goddamn tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, if he tried four different times and he just kept losing and it was out of the – I mean, I don't know how the brackets went, but I guess you lose, you out. First you know round, what I mean? Yeah. So – um, all right, next guy we're going to talk about real quick, which, I mean, just however long it takes us, I guess. But um, Kane Ramirez Velasquez, born in 82. He's one of them young guys. It's not the that old at First all. guy to beat Brock Lesnar. Is that After, is he? I think he's the one that took the title from him, yeah. Yeah, well, that could be. So, let's see. His year's active was. So, he was, he was definitely post-Dana. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty sure he was 06 to 19. Oh wow! So he yeah, I'm pretty sure he that. just actually fought or now wrestling was 22. 19 to 22, he's a professional wrestler now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when Lesnar he he came in he lost to Frank Mir to the leg deal. He hated Frank Mir. Then he came in he beat Frank Mir like bad. Then he got his title and then he kind of had like a reign. And I'm pretty sure Kane came in because Kane was tiny compared to Brock. And no one expected Kane to beat him, and Kane just beat the crap out of him. Huh. Yeah. And Kane, so Kane was a heavyweight champion because he took it from Brock Lesnar. I'm pretty sure. Does it say that? Uh, there, there's a there's Frank Mir. He was set to fight Frank Mir in 2012. Um, he was moved up to face Junior Dos Santos Junior after Dos Santos. Yep, um, another guy was um, suspended for having elevated testosterone levels. Velasquez um, defeated, oh, he instead faced Antonio Silva. Um, He beat Antonio Silva in a first-round TKO. Um, They had a rematch. He had a torn rotator in 2011. Yeah, he became a two-time. Yeah, he beat, he beat. He, he fought then champion Brock Lesnar in UFC 121. Um, beat him. And beat him. He lost later down the road. Defeated then... Lesnar TKO in the first round. Yeah. Earning knockout of the night. No one saw that coming. Because, dude, when, when he got in there with Lesnar, Lesnar just tapped. I mean, Lesnar was way wider, taller, just towered over him. No one expected it. Huh. And Velasquez just kicked his freaking ass. Yeah, so last was lost his title uh, a few fights after that, and then he got it back. So I mean, he's a probably he was a future to Hall make of Famer. His Famer. first title dispense, disp- uh, defense against Junior Dos Santos, um, but the fight was moved, um, and then he lost that fight. So must have been two Junior Dos Santos, but he had a torn rotator cuff. Mm. Um, 
and then he was set to fight Frank Mir, but that gets moved. He instead fights Antonio Silva. He beats Antonio Silva. He goes into the next one um, for a rematch with Dos Santos. He defeated Dos Santos in a dominant performance. Unanimous decision, 50-45, to 50-43, 50-44. Jeez, you don't see that. Yeah. Very often. Then he, his first title defense was, again, Antonio Silva. Um, he beat him. First round, TKO. A rubber match with Junior Dos Santos took place. Um, Velasquez TKO at 309 of the fifth round. He then... Selected Fabrico Wordham. Fabricio Wordham. Yeah. And then that was a bad he pulled out of the bite out of the bout due to a torn meniscus and strained MCL. Um he went underwent surgery. Um he rescheduled the bout to fight him in a back and forth affair. Val Velasquez lost the fight. Via a guillotine choke submission in the third round. Hmm. Yeah. He was always fun to watch. It says that he was uh, a rematch with Weirdham. Weirdham? Yeah, I know. Was expected, but both fighters backed out. Um, Then he was, he next faced Travis Brown. He won um, in the closing seconds of the first round. He then was scheduled against Weirdham again. Um, they failed to approve Vasquez for the fight, determining that he had he was unfit due to bone spurs in his back. Mm. And then he he went on. He was done. That was that was sixteen. Said as the uh, as the first fight of his new four fight contract, he headlined. Um, UFC on ESPN one against Francis Naganu in nineteen. Yeah, you know Naganu. Yeah, I think I know Naganu. Yeah, I'm yeah, he's terrible. The one, I'm he's so the one bad boxing their, this weekend. I, I'm so bad with their names. He's the I, dude that's boxing Tyson Fury. He's the one that kind of lost yeah. a little bit. Then he knocked out what's his name, and then he's like, "Well, you know what? I knocked someone out. I'm I deserve to be Conor McGregor." So he's been gone for three years. He quit the UFC. Like you guys need to pay oh, me way crazy. more. And now he's fighting Tyson Fury because he wants to get a big paycheck. Yeah, well, he apparently I knocked out. I hope Tyson Fury beats the crap out of him. I do too. I really do. Yeah. Well, I like Tyson Fury. I just watched I, one of his. I bouts. love. Do you see Tyson Fury stare off with him? Yeah. He like crouched down, try to tickle him. <laughs> <laughs> so he that. lost that fight um, in less than thirty seconds in round one. Velasquez did. Velasquez did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then he goes into the WWE in nineteen. Um, that was just he revealed. He would be drawing, uh, withdrawing from the US, USADA testing pool to focus on professional wrestling. Um, and then he, so he retired from the MMA. Then he goes into wrestling. Um, he goes into the WWE. He's on SmackDown. Um, he was accompanied by Rey Mysterio. Um, he eventually <laughs> led an attack on Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah that's about that's, I figured that's that was pretty funny. Happen. Yeah, that's awesome. You gotta um, see the WWF's play on that. Like, oh, oh, let's bring in the guy that beat him and got rid of his title and have him fight Brock. That's hilarious. <laughs> I bet that was cool. So, um, and then he goes to AAA. Uh, apparently, he pops out on a AAA fight. Um, or no, this is still WWE stuff. So, Psycho the Clown, Pinagio, 
don't know any of those. I don't. I don't follow a lot of it anymore. I did watch the WWE F. F when it was F, yeah. When it was F, I did. Uh, yeah. So let's jump into the crime of this portion. And this is not that old. But, um, and I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy. So let's just kind of go into what he what happened. I think he's still fighting it. He's so, a true American. So I don't think, I don't think that there's, um, I mean, it's not done yet as far as what I've seen. So he's still out. Um, he posted bail. Um, so, so in February of 22, Velasquez, um, allegedly shoots a guy in Santa Clara County, California, and he, he shoots at a guy. He hits an unintended victim. So, he, he allegedly attended to, intended to shoot Harry Golarde Jr., who had been arrested prior to the shooting incident for possibly committing child sexual abuse on Velasquez's daughter at a daycare. And then an armed Velasquez chased Golarde Jr., his stepfather and mother, Velasquez then rams the vehicle before pulling out his firearm and shooting into the car. So he misses the guy and instead hits his stepfather um, and causes that guy no life, no life-threatening injuries. Well, that stepfather should be thankful that he's not dead and put right. his, you know, allegedly, if it's true, which... Right, so I'm there's, guessing things are leaning towards it. Right, so there's there there was we'll put it this way: there was enough evidence, most likely, to arrest this Gallardo Jr. for the possible sexual assault on Velasquez's daughter. And Velasquez didn't take it very well. He rammed the car and he shoots into the car. Um, I don't blame him. I think there should be an immunity to that. <laughs> so, I mean, any way you look at it, um, he he still doesn't hit that guy. He hits. He hits another guy. So that's what he's be. He's being charged with attempted first-degree murder. Um, he's arrested on March 2nd. Um, he's formally charged with attempted first-degree murder, as well as several additional charges. Um, so shooting into the motor vehicle, three counts of assault with a firearm, three counts of assault with a deadly weapon, one count willfully discharging a firearm from a vehicle, one count of carrying a loaded firearm with the intent to commit a felony. Um, that must be... That's a, must be a California law. Um, he denied he was denied bail at first um, because the risk was too great. Which I'm not gonna. I mean, yeah, the risk was great. I mean, there was um, that Gallardo Jr. probably needed to be in protective custody at that point. Um, but apparently, his lawyer presented 37 letters of support um, from people such as Dana White, um, K- Khabib. Nurmagadava? Nurmagadava. There you go. Um, I know. I can't say all of these names, but basically, um, a whole bunch of names I can't say. Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier. We've watched together. I know Daniel Cormier. (laughs) Yes, I also know Khabib. Um, I just can't say some of the names. Um, Khabib, Nurmagadava. You got me messed up. Nurmagadava. Yeah, I can't say it. I don't got it. it. Um, so a judge granted a continuance to May 6th. May 6th at a plea hearing. The second continuance was granted. 
Um, they pushed the hearing back. He was denied bail a second time. Eventually was able to, to post bond. Um, he was incarcerated for eight months. He was granted a $1 million bail. Um, he posted it immediately. He was released from custody the next day. Um, so he's placed under house arrest until the conclusion of his trial. Um, so that's still all ongoing. Um, he, he participated in December in a Tempe, Arizona event. Um, and he won a match. So he did a, a professional wrestling thing in Tempe, Arizona. Um, and now he's apparently filed a, uh, or maybe his son has filed a, um, civil lawsuit against Gallardi Jr. So then that's all. Um, now see, now this is saying that it was on, so that on behalf of Velasquez's son. So I'm not sure it was a family, it, it was potentially a family member. They're saying maybe it was a son that was assaulted, not a daughter. So any, any way you look at it, not yeah. good. It's, it's a terrible situation. But again, you know, some of these situations until, you know, until the, all the evidence is out there, you don't know all the details. Um, so, you know, I, we don't, I don't have. I bet Kane knows the details. I bet his child said it to him. I would assume. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that, you know, it was out of pure anger that that, mm-hmm. you know, was fired. And I don't know. I, I'm guessing one bullet fi- flying into a car and hitting the other guy was probably not as bad as what would have happened if he would have got his hands on him. This dude's mm-hmm. a trained killer. Yeah, that's so, it right there. Brown pride. Big picture. It's Cain Velasquez. Yep. That, that tiny little dude beat the crap out of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he's that small of no, a dude. To us, he's big. But to Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar's Brock a Lesnar's They huge. had a custom This dude is six foot him. one. 241 pounds solid muscle. That's a big dude. Yeah, that's a very big dude. Yeah, and Can obviously... Imagine that six foot one, 240 pounds solid muscle was beat up. tiny compared to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's huge. It's he a freaking nature. I'm pretty positive I watched that fight because I remember watching a fight with Brock Lesnar and everybody was like, oh my God, Brock so, Lesnar. And then, and then you watch the fight, and I'm pretty sure it was this fight because <laughs> it was... All one-sided. Brock Lesnar got his ass He started kicked. off good. I think he got one good punch in the beginning. Yeah, he was like, there he is. And then out of nowhere, he came alive. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Unreal, man. This so, is a beast. It is. Um, I got a couple more because um, you can't. I, mean, I don't know how you do crime in the UFC without talking about John Jones. Um, John Jones? The, John Jones. Uh, pound for pound, number one fighter of all yeah. time. The GOAT. So, so you got him. He's the GOAT. I, I like Jones. Jones always Love wins. Jones. He's always fun to watch. I mean, hell, on our um, TikTok page, I posted when we watched the last Jones fight. I mean, shit, he hadn't fought in forever, and then and we did a yeah. So if you guys want to see that, go check out our TikTok. Um, there, there, he's been charged with a bunch of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a kid that got you know that worked his ass off and got famous and had a bunch of money. So he's gonna yeah, make and and he's just naturally good. Some of these guys yeah. are just naturally you know he's like a fighter, I right? Know. He is, and so he got charged with a DUI on multiple occasions. It says uh, 2012, he smashed his car into a utility pole in New York. <laughs> another time, got another DUI was considerably worse. Um, his car at the at time. At least he's not doing crap. Oh, geez. He, he struck a pregnant woman, injuring her arm. He oh. fled the scene of the crime. 
Um, he originally faced 18 months in jail, but he got um, supervised probation. Um, She's pregnant. He might have thought she was in his weight class. And then he... (laughs) 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 So he got convicted in 2020 for another DUI after discharging a firearm in the front seat of a running car. (laughs) And just crazy, stupid stuff that he does. Um, Jason Miller, nicknamed the Mayhem. Um, Apparently, multiple convictions. Um, He's been charged with vandalism, one felony count of... um, First degree burglary, unlawful taking of a vehicle, grand theft auto. Um, he was ch- sentenced to 364 days in jail. He accepted a plea deal. Um, <laughs> he didn't do the 364 days. Uh, it doesn't say. This is. These are kind of. These are more. Um, I'll do whatever you want. Just don't make me do just shy of a year. It, it says he he accepted a plea deal that had a felony count of attempted grand theft was dismissed. And he got 364 days in jail. So apparently he did serve um, some of that time anyway. He's got an MMA record of 23 wins, 10 losses, and one no contest. So funny that they say that. Um, Dimitri Sosnovsky, um, undefeated heavyweight MMA fighter. He was found guilty of kidnapping and extortion. Um, handed a wow. lengthy prison sentence of eight and a half years. Along with four fellow suspects, kidnapped a Russian businessman. They threatened um, him to murder him unless he paid him 300,000 rubles. Um, however, it what did... What the fuck is a ruble? That's what their money is called. Oh. Yeah, it's not what like... What is it compared like to the U.S. dollar? I don't know. You'd have to look that up, but it's not much. It's like 24 <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing that he makes more than that on a fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. The extortion did not go as planned, and the man refused to cave to their demands. So when Sosnovsky and his fellow kidnappers left the room, the victim escaped and subsequently, <laughs> subsequently contacted the authorities. Just walk out of this hotel. <laughs> you think we should log it? Nah, he ain't going. He ain't going He's anywhere. If you scared. see me, he know me. He knows yeah, me. Let's hop in the car. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go fun. grab a bike. He's not going anywhere. Let's go let's grab a bike. Get some McDonald's. Say, <laughs> 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 so I'm fucking out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> Uh, Lee Murray, he competed once in the UFC, defeating Jorge Rivera via uh, arm triangle submission. So he his MMA record lies at eight wins, two losses, one draw, one no contest. Um, his actions outside the ox- octagon apparently were far more notable. He was arrested in 06 for his role in the Securitas Depot robbery. Hmm. So it was a huge heist that took place in Kent, England. Murray and multiple other criminals working in tandem made off with over 53 million um, yen or euro, whatever the English yeah. version of that, in cash. That's um, quite he a was bit. sentenced to 10 years in jail um, and later extended to 25. Damn. So, yeah. So apparently he was a pretty good UFC fighter, and then now he. I actually believe I watched a documentary on that, and that's a pretty crazy. And then we have Joe Son, arguably one of the most deplorable um, associated with the MMA, blah, blah, blah. Um, competed once in the UFC, losing by submission. Um, but again, that was all that was all pre-Dana. Um, currently in jail after being found guilty of a felony count of torture. Um, multiple counts of sexual assault. We just talked about, about John. So, mm-hmm. so those were all the cases that I looked up. I figured we would chat for quite a bit of it, so we didn't make it like there wasn't a ton of ton of laughing on this one, but we, we had a lot of information and it was a lot of fun. So 
Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. Well, we've been going for a long time on this one. I don't know how long it's been. So, um, everybody go check us out. All of our social media stuff, everything, at Kraken Crime, all over the social media stuff. So, you got your Facebooks, again, your TikTok. We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter. We've got... Uh, it's not Twitter. It's X. Oh, yeah, X. <laughs> Which is still Twitter. I don't even know why you'd pay yeah. $48 billion for something and then go, you know what I'm going to do? I'll change the name of it. Yeah, money like that. I mean, hey, I he know. didn't like those guys because they, they were silencing Trump and, and everyone. They're silencing everyone. I know. You know? I, yeah, I get the whole Even thing. Even if you don't agree with someone, you don't silence them. It's the freedom of speech. That's America. That's what it stands for. Right. And I mean, I get all of it. And he's he's obviously making money because they're obviously making money if yeah. they were able to evaluate the company. I kind of like that and, he did that. He's like, because no, you just don't do that. You don't buy a well-established company and then and change, change the, the name. You right, don't do that. Because you obviously buy the company for the yeah. brand. That's why they bought UFC he for two million said, bucks. Fuck you. I'm going to change it. I bet it's still going to be all right. <laughs> and, you know, and he did it. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. I know. I think you it's unreal. You banned him, and then he did this. Like, I know. I like it's that. it is. It's unreal. Nobody else but him. <laughs> and the fact that people are still there. But guess who's there? We're there. We're on there We're at Crack and Crime. Check us out there. Everything at Crack and Crime. Patreon. God damn it. We put in a ton of work for you guys, and that's what we do. Go check us out. Become a family member of ours on Patreon, or we also have Apple subscriptions, right? So I haven't been talking about Apple subscriptions because it's new. Yeah, so go check us out. Apple subscriptions. Poor favor, Miss Large. That's right. <laughs> so, and then, you know, before long, we're going to have something, whatever the version of that is on Spotify. Yeah, because yeah. we're also there. Everywhere you listen to your podcast, we are there. Check us out on YouTube because guess what? We are there. I just got done doing a uh, podcast. We are on MySpace. That's yeah, one of our biggest. MySpace. Yeah, we're, we're probably the most active on MySpace. Yeah, okay. Check us out there. Um, I just got done doing a review of Poppy's Patina on. Oh, yeah. I got an 86 Chevy pickup because um, also our podcast is on TilsonCustoms.com. That's our website. Go check us out there. Um, but we, at Tilson Customs, we just did a review of the Poppy's Patina. That was absolutely awesome. You can still go to MySpace. Look at that. This is all stuff on MySpace. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I know. Ch- go stuff. look. It's cra- at Crack and Crime. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. We're not. We're not actually there. Um, but yeah, we just did that review. We're working on editing. I'm making Jacob learn how to do it, so he's going to do a bunch of video editing on it for me. Um, but I did do some pictures and posts on that on our on well on Facebook everything. So check out that too, Tilson Customs, and then check out the website because that's where you can find the podcast too. The home of Cracking Crime is at TilsonCustoms.com. So go check out all of that stuff, and then. I got nothing else. You got anything? No, I don't have any other businesses or anything to advertise. You don't? Man, that's don't, that's yeah. too bad. That's crazy. All right. So, <laughs> right. So, we're putting all that stuff together. We're hoping to bring you guys some awesome content. So, that's why we're working on all these different things. Um, and it's fun. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, go check out all of those avenues. And then everybody that's been, you know reviewing with us, working with us, you know, go check out all of their stuff too. So, you've heard all their names. All the stuff that we've done, and we do have the new one coming out that I just did with um, Crime Over Wine is where we were. We just did the last one. Um, that one doesn't come out yet, but again, it will. I'll post all that on our social media, so check us out. All right. I got nothing else. Nothing from you? Nada. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And let's go out with some of our fabulous music that I've yet to change because we're still working on a, a better song. But we're going to... Oh, it's good. That is awesome.